Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you taking some time out uh, to join me. We've got some fun to talk about with you today, some exciting resource that I think every church is going to want to jump in and be a part of this summer. But also, if you haven't uh, subscribed yet to the, the podcast, we would love for you to do that. And if you have an extra minute, would you just leave us a review? That just helps us get the podcast up in the ratings so that we can share it with more people as we're honored to do that as we can. So thanks for doing that. I appreciate all of you that listen and comment about uh, what you've been learning on the podcast. We're excited to keep bringing episodes to you. And this week's episode, I'm really excited and honored to share with you about WOW VBS. Uh, Maybe you've heard about it, but maybe you haven't. But let me tell you, this is something that has worldwide impact, and it's really exciting. And Steve Pennington's a kids pastor and a creator that God has given a big vision for uh, something amazing. And uh, I love how he described on his website that, you know, in the summer of 2020, the world came into the throes of the pandemic and all the traditional stuff came to a halt for kids. And in that moment, um, you know, it just rattled us all. But the contribution, Steve pulled together a lot of artists and kidsmen leaders, and WOW VBS was born. And it truly was the very first global virtual VBS that I'd never seen before. But over 2,000 churches uh, and groups from around 67 nations gathered together for this event last year. And it's coming back in 2021, this June And I'm so excited to have Steve Pennington on the podcast. Steve, welcome to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. Thanks so much. I'm glad I could be here, and uh, it's good to meet you. Yeah. Steve, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, I tried to give you a little introduction there, but I'm sure the listeners would love to know a little bit more about you. Um, Sure. I, I, um, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and I live here currently. Um, Back when I, I finished uh, college and started working with in theme parks and developed a, and then went on to develop a thing called the Pro Kids Show, which uh, was a, an assembly program and a family night program in public schools. And the stories were all character messages. And uh, that kind of grew to involve a lot of different presenters. Uh, there, uh, the Pro Kids Show still exists today. There's four or five guys around the the world that do the show in schools. Uh, and, uh, it's kind of a, kind of was the, the thing that really got me started. And, uh, from there I did a lot of work, continue to do a lot of work with theme parks. So, uh, writing, producing shows for places like, uh, Silver Dollar City and, uh, Opryland USA, and, uh, developed a puppet studio here in Nashville with some friends and built a lot of puppets and worked on projects for Disney like Legend of the Lion King and Boys of the Little Mermaid. I was the master puppeteer for those shows. Um, wow. uh, did a lot of kids ministry things along the way, speaking in kids camps and uh, working uh, pr- presentations at churches on weekends. That was always a part of my life during all that time. And uh, and uh, just always had a kind of one hand in public school work, another hand in 
commercial production work, family entertainment, and another foot in, because uh, I'm running out of hands, a uh, foot in, uh, <laughs> in, in family ministry. Uh, and, and did that for many, many, many years and continue to do, to do that, just to, some of the balance of it shifts. Um, um, back in the early 2000s, I went on staff, took the first real job I've had. I had always kind of done this independently, <laughs> but I went on staff at Saddleback Church and was there about six years as the director of all their children's curriculum and programming and had a, just a great season of ministry there. And then from there, I've kind of continued more on the staff track and served at a church in Florida. And now, full circle, I'm, I'm in the church, been here for eight years that I grew up in as a child. I serve as the children's pastor there. And uh, at the same time, I continue to do a lot of the extracurricular creative activity. So that's, I guess that's it. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. I'm tired and old. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Old and only maybe a number, but man, oh man, you're a busy guy and a very creative guy. I had no idea about some of those kind of things. I'm, I mean, I love, I love the, the, the shows there at Disney and, and I had no idea that I was watching something you created there. So that's very cool. That's going to add a special meaning next time I see it again. Um, (laughs) Uh, hey, I knew the guy that did this. This is awesome. You know, we we always start the podcast off with a why question, and I'm just kind of curious what you felt led to do something totally different with Bible school, which I love because anybody who's listened to the podcast knows I've got a love hate relationship with traditional Bible school. I like trying to think of new, out of the box ways of doing it, partly because I felt like in the towns that I've always served in, it became vanilla because we were all doing. Bible schools the same way and kids were just jumping from one to one and it just became a summer child care service. And, and I thought we'd, we'd lost our way. And, and so I was trying to re figure out some things. You truly did something amazing during a pandemic. And I'm just curious, why did you feel led to dive into something like that when you could work on so many other things? Well, I mean, you know, uh, it, it, it was a unique moment in time and, and, we were trying to figure out how to, how to, how to connect with our kids and do stuff with our kids and make this pivot. Right. The world was coming to uh, a screeching halt. And, uh, and of course, you know, early on, we we're still thinking this will only go a few months and we'll be back, yeah, back right. in business. Yeah. Uh, so it, there was always, there, it was a very awkward, you know, it was very tough to figure out what to do and, you know, we're looking at our kids camps programs and our vacation Bible school programs. And, and, uh, I'd already, I'd already kind of found myself in a position cause I do a lot of video production work and I create a curriculum that's has a lot of video elements in it. And I'd made a pivot before Easter and get, and had created a, an Easter series called all in. And, uh, I decided I'm just going to give it away. And I kind of re edited it so it could be a series churches could, download and i put it up on the kid ministry sites and overnight had six or seven hundred churches respond to it wow because (laughs) you know everybody's you know we're all going hey we need something help yes 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 and um (laughs) and so i thought wow there's just this you know we're all in this boat trying to figure this out and uh my you know i've got resources and my skill set is such that i i can i think i can contribute to this and then uh, uh, 
my church, we're trying to figure out what about Vacation Bible School. And I immediately thought, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing Zoom stuff. I'm developing content for my kids. And, and uh, one thing that I learned when I was on staff at Saddleback was always this idea of, of making things where you can duplicate them and share them, which was a big value out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my, my thinking all, is always, well, if I create this for my kids, it's not that much more work to create it in a way that I can share it to other youth pastors, other children's pastors and churches. So, you know, that's always how I look at stuff, you know, create it in a way that you can give it away, share it, you know. And um, so I started thinking, well, I, I think I have an idea of what a visual, a virtual VBS kind of could look like. And I, I'm understanding how the platforms and the technology and the video side of it. So all that side of it, I'd been spending a lot of time working through already. And so I, you know, I could imagine the solutions there. And uh, then it just became a matter of, well, if you're going to do this, why not, why don't do it for the world? Now that was the bold thing. That was the crazy thing. And like, okay, well, well, if I were to do it, what would I want it to look like? Well, I'd like to get these people involved and these people involved and people I don't know, maybe they would get involved too. And then I was like, okay, sure. And then I thought, oh no, that's just crazy. That's A, I have no money and B, that's just going to be a lot of work. (laughs) And even though there's COVID, I can still play golf. So come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I literally, I, I kind of made a, I don't know, a deal's not the right word, but kind of put a fleece out. And I said, I'm going to take a week. I'm going to call people at the end of the week. I'll make a decision and I'll kind of get a sense from God's leading if this is the, the thing to do or not. So uh-huh. I did, I just started calling people and the conversation was, Hey, somewhat was, Hey, Someone, so I know you. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, I've got no money. Uh, here's what I imagine it could be. You want to get involved, and uh, and uh, and they would say, everybody said yes, everybody. <laughs> and then I would go, okay, well, I'm I'll, I'm going to process to a certain date. I had a drop dead date, and you'll get an email from me saying if we're going to do it or not. And I and I call the next person. And then some of those people I'd, I'd call and say, I don't know you. So-and-so suggested I call you. And um, like we were just talking about Simon Perry, for example. I didn't know Simon. And I just reached out to him in, in that week. And uh, Esther, Esther Moreno, I didn't know her. And I wanted to connect with her. And I just reached out to her and others. And um, yeah, at the end of the week, it, it was it was obvious that there were people that wanted to do it. Everybody felt the need of wanting to help. Uh, um, I, I, I had a vision for what it could look like, and I had a technical grasp for, for the most part of what would be involved. And so uh, I sent everybody an email and said, "We're going to go do it." And then we just started announcing it. Uh, one of the one of the ways we wanted it to go were to get all these people, uh, artists involved and say, "Help us get the word out," you know, so leverage their platforms to get the word out. Yep. And then we hit all the kids ministry social media sites. And uh, we got some press stuff going. Uh, and then um, this was all kind of based on, I'm involved with uh, Faith Kids Ministries, part of a thing called New Dimensions Evangelism. And Scott Humpson, who runs that, Scott's really good on, the, on some of the uh, backdoor 
technical stuff. And um, so Scott was managing a lot of that and the two of us teamed up and, you know, we're both, we're both kind of just every day hammering through it, you know, and uh, that is so amazing. Eight weeks but... later, it came together. <laughs> so when it came together and, and, and this will kind of give us even a glimpse into this year's, what were some of the elements um, that you did and, and maybe even start describing a little bit of, of what this year's wow is going to be looking like? Yeah. Well, so one of the things I wanted to do was make it a live streaming broadcast and with the idea that churches could um, take that stream and share it onto their Facebook pages into a private watch party. So they would kind of have a safe space to watch it with their kids in a virtual moment. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, we created a, a video program that was about a 40 minute program with music and storytelling and a, a key Bible verse and a key Bible story and some guest artists and, uh, and just kind of fun and engaging video to watch. And then we would live stream that onto uh, our Facebook page, um, Faith Kids Ministries, and they could watch it there if they wanted to, or they could grab that and share it into their private watch book. That was it. And then we also did the same thing onto our, a YouTube channel we set up called Faith Kids TV. And so th that was where you could find it, right? And so the idea was, well, then how would they watch it in their time zone? So we decided we should do that every hour. So you can watch it every, wow. depending on where you are. So <laughs> about one o'clock in the morning here in Nashville, we started live streaming and we would stream every hour for 23 hours. So I would get on at one and I would see people in New Zealand and, and people in Australia signing on and chatting with one another and watching it. And you could just kind of watch the chat going around as it went around the world, you know, wow. people in Africa are now chatting and, and it was, it was so cool. That is um, amazing. And then it finally made it into uh, American time zones and you would see people. And, and we put together a, a private Facebook group for all these churches. I think there's seven or 800 people involved and leading up to it, they were all chatting and meeting one another globally. So all this connection was happening. And they're sharing ideas of how to do it. It's almost like an open source of production. It's not, it's not uh -huh. like, hey, we're a publishing company here. Go do it. Here's Here it is now. It's yours. No, ours is more like everybody kind of share ideas. And uh, here's we're creating what tools we can. Take it and run with it. Um, we, we reached out to people around the globe to send in video content. And we're doing that again uh, like send videos of kids saying the Lord's prayer, send videos of kids singing along to these songs, all the, all kinds of things like that. And we'll edit that in uh, so we can get as much global participation as possible and communicate this idea that, you know, you're not uh, as a Christian, as a kid, you, it's not just you at your church. It's bigger. It's much bigger than that. It's bigger yeah. than your, your, your street and your church and your city. You're part of something a whole lot bigger. And, 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 uh, uh, that's a cool thing for kids to kind of get a sense of. Yes. Uh, and and we we found ourselves in this moment of time when everybody's in somewhat a lockdown where we also are connecting with people around the globe. So it was just wonderful to watch. And then we did this for two weeks and then we put it all 
up for on demand so people could continue doing it. We just didn't have quite that live streaming element. You could just watch it on demand at your own schedule. And that continued uh, into the fall. Uh, so that's, that's what it looked like. And uh, moving forward, uh, so what do we do now, right? So, yeah, yeah. Tell us about and, this year. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know what kind of participation. You know, we were. there was a moment in time that was very unique. Now things are changing again. Uh, so what we've decided is to try to create the resources so there's more choice involved. Uh, mm -hmm. And so we kind of designed three tracks. If you're back on campus and you're doing a, a traditional vacation Bible school event, uh, you could use the resources for that. You, we, we set it up where you can download things and on-demand things, and you could just do it that way. If you wanted to do uh, like a neighborhood in-home backyard Bible club type thing, yeah. where we've organized it in a packet that you can do it that way. And if you wanted to do it totally virtual, we've got it. Organ we're organizing it in that way also. Uh, so it's four day event, and we've organized it with three different tracks, giving you choice of how you want to use it. We're not doing the live broadcast like we did before, except uh, we have decided we should do some sort of kickoff live thing. So we're going to do a one episode while live. We're going to kick it off June the fifth and sixth, and it's probably about 40 minutes and it's just going to feature the, all the different artists and we are producing a bunch of new music for it. And, mm. uh, and you can use this as a kickoff event virtually, or you could watch it with a group of kids at your church and build a kickoff event. And from there do your, your wow, you know, so uh, we, we've added that. So we kind of, we're, we're trying to make it a little more, we're giving more choice and more, ways to use it and to try to adapt to how where everybody is and trying to reach kids these that days. is that is awesome i love one of the things i absolutely love is the fact that you you you're not only um pivoting from from covid and yes you know yeah the world you know i keep saying it's the new now it's not the new normal it's the new now because it's just constantly changing for us we're we're yeah. continually adapting i mean yeah i mean even here in the states every state's different every state is you know as i as i've been talking with a lot of children's pastors around the country like you you know everybody's doing it differently i mean you you still see in the facebook groups a lot of discussion about hey we haven't reopened yet what are you what are you experiencing and and it's hard sometimes to even answer questions because it is so different um uh you know even in a state it can be different um, just by zones and whatever. And so I love how you guys have reimagined this whole idea and given everybody, because again, it's the whole idea of saying, what can we do? Not what can't we do? And I, I think your approach is brilliant because it allows a church to say, well, we can have a plan for wherever we are. Um, because I think that going forward, if there's one lesson I've learned as a leader and as a coach uh, is to help people start thinking about, okay, if this were to happen again, God forbid, we don't ever want to go through this again. But if we were to have something like this, you know, it taught us that we have to be prepared. And instead of reacting, we can respond. And, and that means we need to have a plan going forward of if we can do this, we do this. If we can do this, we do, you know, it's, you almost got to have every plan. You got to have at least two or three ready to go. And that way, wherever you are, you can, you can handle it. And I like your approach because 
like I said, you laid out three different scenarios for, for churches to look at and say, well, you know, pick one that works for you because that's going to be very helpful for churches um, that, that can do this kind of stuff. Um, I think that's, that's fantastic. Um, I'm curious, um, what are some of the things that God taught you in this process? What did you see come out of wow vbs last year and what'd you learn um in this in this season of doing this nothing <laughs> <laughs> you learned you were crazy right i mean <laughs> Not, god tried but you know sometimes you just can't fix an idiot you know <laughs> uh, no uh, without a doubt the the, the most paramount of learnings for me was the idea that um, uh, of boldness, you know, uh, that uh, that there's power in an in an idea that is right and bold, mm. uh, and, and people will good. people will, will respond to that. Uh, so in ministry, I mean, we are meek people, but uh, our ideas people don't respond to meek ideas. People respond to bold ideas. Yes, and ideas that are that have uh, imagination to them. So when you see that, you tend to just know it, right? You see an idea and go, uh, wow, I, that's, I want to know more. That's, that's a cool thing. And so um, you can trust. So when you, when you have that and God uh, makes you aware of that, then have faith and confidence in that he'll bless it. Right. Mm. And, and do mm -hmm. it. I've always tended to be one that's a little, hesitant maybe i mean i'm i'm a very imaginative creative person on one side but on the other side i'm i'm always somewhat um you know shy in terms of i'm i don't like to just press force my stuff on somebody and just you know you, you know you just kind of like you like this i don't know really like a lot of artists are that way you know when you share yourself you don't know if it's good or not and you're always a little it's I, hesitant to whatever but so and, and try to keep your ego out of it and all those things that you work through as a creative yeah. but so um as you get older the good thing is you you start to be able to separate yourself from the good idea separate yourself from the message mm -hmm. and i'm just kind of i've fortunately been blessed that, that i'm old now <laughs> <laughs> seasoned so, you're seasoned season. <laughs> yeah and so when i saw it i thought heck this could really this is a good strong idea and then my friend uh scott said well go bold and he said you know let's say we want to reach a million kids well that is audacious you know reach a million kids yeah. now did we reach a million kids we don't know how do you measure that we i mean we do we can look at facebook uh you know streaming numbers and we know they were you know into the hundreds of thousands and so who, who reached, how many, who were the viewers? Yeah. You know, we take surveys, we try to measure as we can, but if you don't, if you don't have a, a big idea and a bold idea and give it a try, you'll just never know. So when you, when God gives you something like that, you know, I, I feel like I did the right things. I, I went to other Christians and got their response confirming it. You know, this isn't about you. This is bigger than you see. This is an idea. Yeah that yes. God wants you to work on. So people said yes. So that confirmed it. And then, um, and then teaming up with people that 
really helped contribute to it creatively, kept confirming it even more. And yes. let's be bold about it. Let's do what we can do to help. Um, so, so this idea of, of being bold is a really cool thing that I learned out of it and not being mm. uh, uh, afraid to, to step out and do things when you, when, um, when they come to you, when you can see it, you know, that is it, so good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how many, how hard is it in your life to, um, to know what you should do and what you shouldn't do, what is you and what is of God? Those, those things of discernment are difficult, right? Mm -hmm, right. And, uh, sometimes is this, uh, is this idea just ridiculous? Is this just me or is this, is this something God you want me to do? So, you know, with the season of life, you know, you hope you can get better discerning that. And then, like <laughs> I said, going through the steps of consulting with other believers and all of yeah. that. And then the idea of let's, let's do it and be bold about it. You know, what, what an amazing process. And, and, you know, I mean, you and I've talked off air and I've shared some of my journey and, and, you know, we kind of, you know, while they're different things, we both have kind of walked the same path of, of, you know, yeah, you know, when you get that sense that this is bigger than me, there's nothing, excuse me, more humbling and terrifying and exciting all at the same time. I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, when I launched, when I launched Restoring Leaders uh, not that long ago, it was, it was terrifying. And I know the enemy was very angry and I, I had spiritual attacks, you know, that I've never endured before um, all of a sudden. And, and, and I had people saying, well, it's because you're stepping into the gap, you know, you're, you're, you're preventing leaders from quitting and, and the enemy doesn't want that, you know, you're, 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 you're going to battle. Um, you're, you're stepping in between the enemy and, and the servant and, and, uh, and, and then I'm like, and then they were like, well, but you know, you could reach this person and this, you know, all of a sudden the, the little, the little dream that I was seeing all of a sudden just kind of blew out and I knew it was God. And I, I hear that in your voice. And I heard that in your story, um, as we talked before this podcast and now, even now of just how huge this got and, and how amazing it was to see God work it all out and pull it all together. And, and yeah, you're just kind of hanging on for dear life going, okay, God, don't let me screw this up. Right. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. You know, I kind of felt that same terror, but yet what a blessing to know. And yeah, I, I'm sure I can't wait to see, you know, when we get to heaven, all of the kids, all of the families that, that came to Christ during the season that, you know, you just don't have any idea what an exciting thing um, to be a part of. And, and I'm glad that you shared that because I hope leaders that are listening, that maybe you're struggling with an idea and you're wondering, should I try this? Should I do this? You know, cause it, you know, this is a new season and I keep telling people now's the time to take advantage of, of, of letting God create new wine skins and filling it with new wine. Um, it's time to get beyond the old models. We've been working somebody else's model of children's ministry for so long. And now is a great time to say, why not? Um, Let's try it and, and, and go with it. So I loved your words of encouragement there. I hope leaders would play that back and re-listen to what you just said. Cause that was, that was Kidman gold right there um, to think about. And so as we get ready to wrap up, I want to ask you, cause there are some churches that are still struggling with digital engagement and some of those kind of things. I'm just curious, what kind of advice 
What did you, you know, again, going back to some of the lessons maybe you learned, how could, how could you help a leader that's struggling with this idea of, of, of wanting to do better in engaging dis- digitally? Because we know for some areas, we know, you know, at least we assume anyway, it's still too early to know for sure that we're going to need both digital and physical presence and stuff. But I, you know, I'd love to see more people coming back to church. Uh, but if they don't, or the church is still going to have to be, have some kind of digital footprint there, but leaders are struggling with that. So what, what advice, what kind of tips could you give, uh, to help them in that area? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I, one thing we do know is, um, it's not going away, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, the, the, the channels, and that's the way I look at it, the channels that are available for us now to connect with kids and the families are many. And before they were just a few, right? And now, mm-hmm. now there's just dozens of ways to connect. And they all kind of do different things. And so I think as, as, we're, as we are trying to be uh, lead children and lead families, what we have to do constantly is investigate all the different channels that are out there and learn where are the kids at and what, what are they connecting to and mm-hmm. then find ways to be present there and, and, and be smart about it and, and be strategic in it. So for example, at what I've been doing in, in the curriculums I work on, we, I use, uh, I use a lot of my training for my leaders is a video I will create and I'll post on a, a YouTube channel that I'll send them a link to or a Vimeo channel. I'll send them a link to. So to help my leaders prep for the week, I prepare a little video each week that explains the lesson, unpacks a little bit and gets to the core of what we're trying to communicate to the kids this week. So yeah, they get an email, they get a link, uh, they watch it. And, um, you know, once again, working with leaders, you, you know, their time is limited. The days of that's doing a weekly meeting to prepare for, for, you know, Sunday school or kids church, all that. It's very tough these days or yes. even pre pre uh, you know, COVID all that was tough. So you got to be smarter in how you're connecting with people and you have all these digital tools that you can do to do that. When kids get, get, get to church, the experience uh, is, there, I use a lot of video, but that, those are just, those are just, I use video as, as um, wallpaper. You're coming in, there's monitors playing, there's music playing. It creates mood, right? Uh, you come into kids worship. We, I use uh, things that are driven by PowerPoints, but they're, but you as a speaker, those are things that are just supporting your message. And, uh-huh. and, I, and I create content that you watch, but mainly you engage with. It's not a plug and watch. It's an engagement, you know, and there's yes. tools to support your storytelling. And then when kids leave, um, I have a parent piece that it's a video that I uh, text out to the parents with uh, a link so that they can watch it. I have a handout that has a QR code as kids leave. They're walking home with a, a handout and hopefully it doesn't get lost in the parking lot. It actually gets into the car and they're <laughs> grabbing their parents' phones and they're scanning it and they're watching the story again from the day. Nice. So I'm using all these things to try to keep engaging yeah. um, the families. And so 
that is a that is a river that is flowing. That is a a constant. That's a thing that's constantly changing. I mean, just the social media platforms are constantly changing what you can do and what you can't do. Right. Just constantly trying to figure out where are kids, you know, what are kids doing? What are they watching? Uh, surveying your kids. What do they like? How can we, and then what can I do with that platform to connect with kids? And, and the cool thing is now, the thing that we experienced with WOW is we can connect globally. We can connect communities globally <laughs> around events, around happenings you know we can build uh these connection points and we were seeing that in in wow i would see different churches people meeting online around this event and building friendships uh those things are all possible through through these technologies today so the technology is always going to change our message is the same you know uh connection over content is one of our values that drives Mm. You know, That's I good. love to create great content. I love, you know, as an artist, I want the best content I can produce for the, for the penny that I have. And, uh, but, but connecting and connecting kids and family is, is really your, your ultimate goal. And so, that's what drives it. It's not, it's not, you don't let the technology drive. You're not letting the yeah. cool, a cool factor drive. You're trying to get beyond that to a connection point, to getting a message across and, you know that you're going to have to change. I mean, when, when um, this all hit last spring, uh, you could get all your kids in a zoom meeting because it was novel. Right. 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 You can't get a kid in a zoom meeting. Right. (laughs) They're, they, they have burned out on zoom. Right. They can't stand it. Right. So now, you know, we, at my church, you know, my youth pastor is giving away pizzas to come and, you know, we're, we're doing, we're getting gimmicky just to get attendance. And I understand that. Um, And I'm, and I'm, I do a lot of that same kind of stuff. So I found myself doing things much quicker and shorter. The other thing is you're dealing with schedules. When are times that people can connect? So you you try to drive things to live interaction, but you also make things well. you can watch it later too. Yeah. Uh, so you've got, you, like I said, constantly, uh, you know, and more <laughs> things emerge, you know, like um, TikTok's a big hot thing right now, right? Yep, and, um, yep. Honestly, I don't know what to do with TikTok, but I mean, I was going to say, I, I was just going to ask, but I'm like, uh, yeah, I have no clue. Yeah. I, I, in fact, I didn't even download the app. I was just like, no, I, I, I can't even handle YouTube right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it's to me, it's always like, um, wh- who is there? Yeah. Why are they there? How can right. I use it to reach them? That's yes. those are the things I'll look yes. at and, and know that they're that the rules are constantly changing. The environments are changing. New things are trends are swinging back and, you know, there, and this, this train is, is long out of the station and it's rolling fast and that's the world we live in. And that's the world our kids live in, the digital world that they live in. So, you know, and uh, I, and I think that's why we have to figure out, we have to engage, we have to learn together and keep sharing this knowledge about it because you're right. Um, I just had a friend of mine talking about, he just did a webinar on Generation Alpha, which is is the current 9, 10, 11-year-olds. Um, some, some have nicknamed them the, the COVID generation. And, you know, we don't know what label's truly going to stick. Even Generation Alpha may not stick. But, um, but it's at 8, 9, well, about really 9, 10, 11-year-old. Um, and he said, these are the kids that literally have grown up with a tablet in their hands. Yeah. 
And, and he said, so imagine, and he gave a great shout out for children's ministry and the fact that, that, you know, of what's going on and why it's so important for us to, to, to navigate their world and start thinking about how do we both digitally and physically engage these kids because they need physical connection. They still need adults to step into their circles spiritually, emotionally. Um, but they also need to see us digitally present and, and engaged with them and willing to listen and learn and participate with them. Um, because that's, that is their world. Um, and yeah, it's, it's crazy how many Facebook posts you see where a, a, a one or two year old has hacked a person, the, the parent's phone. And it's yeah. like, I'm still trying to figure out my phone and I'm 50 something. And <laughs> well, and, and, and like you said, they're, uh, this is where they live. So, you know, if you're going to be effective, you've got to not only understand it, you got to, there's a, there's a language there, there's a cultural there, there are norms there, and you've got to have some appreciation for all that in order to be effective connecting with your kids. The, yeah. um, the thing that really has struck me about it is a lot of these spaces provide community. If yes. your, your kids are in a gaming world, well, they're playing game, but they're doing it in the context of a community. So yeah. a lot of these spaces have found a way to provide community, and some of that community is not healthy. We know that, um, yeah. but but it does speak to this core thing that kids crave community. Yes, and, and so we can we we are effective, and nobody can do that better than we can, right? Nobody mm -hmm. does community better than the God's family. Yeah, and you know we we may struggle with cultural hipness and coolness and all those issues, but we can out community anybody. And so those are strength, use these tools to leverage our strengths, yes. find ways to connect with our kids and our families on in the channels they're using. And uh, I think that's a big part of our future. We, we do, we do live in person and we, and we do tech, we do it all. That's, that's the yeah. deal. We got to do yeah. it all. Wow. Well, we're going to have to have you back. In fact, I'd love to pull some people together. We ought to do a, a, a whole podcast on this whole idea of what can, how can we do it better and what are we learning and what are we engaging in? Um, because I think it's really good to, to swap the information yes. and to share that. Well, Steve, as, as we wrap up, how can churches learn more about WOW VBS 21? Yeah, this is the easiest thing you will ever do. You just go to the webpage. And it's wildvbs, wildvbs.live. That's all you got to do. And there's a button there that says registration. Click it. Uh, you, you'll put in your email and a couple of little quick things. And you're on. That's it. That's all there is to it. We'll send you emails and updates from time to time. Uh, there's a link there for the resources. And right now that resource page is empty because we're building all this <laughs> stuff right now. That's the difference between us and maybe a published VBS which you could get your kits already and all that kind of stuff. You know, no, we're, we're like, we're just bringing a bunch of people together and, and, and stuff will be come be, you know, there'll be stuff up there next week. You can start downloading. And then the following week, it just starts coming, but it will be there. Awesome. <laughs> it awesome. will be there. And it's well, free. We, it's free. And it's free. That is spectacular. I mean, you can contribute to it. We appreciate that. That money goes mm -hmm. to, uh, supporting uh, the production costs, but at the end, you know, it, but don't feel obligated to that. We don't want well, you to participate. 
Well, we want to see our community rally on this because this is fabulous. I, I told Steve before, I was so sorry that I hadn't, I, I, I try to always keep my ear to the ground and stay in the know of what's going on. And, and somehow I missed this last year and I'm so disappointed. So I'm all in um, cool. and I'm, I'm ready to help in whatever I can. And I just want everybody to take a look at this. Um, whether you're doing your own VBS, this is a great addition. This might be, you know, if you're doing a later summer VBS, use this to kick your summer off and get a bang out of it. Um, make it wow. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a great That's point. what it is. Yeah, you don't you don't necessarily have to do it as a VBS. It may be just a series you do on your on Sundays in yeah. August or something. Yeah, you know, there's the so many. And you've already given, you know, backyards and neighborhoods, parks, you could do this anywhere and 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 do it with your families, do it in the church. Yeah, there's there are so many possibilities for this. So y'all check it out. Um, we'll put the link of the wow, it's wowvbs.live. Um, it'll be in the show notes, it'll be in our Facebook group. If you're not part of the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, come join us. Just answer the questions, please. I say that every episode. Cause there's, it's amazing how many people don't answer the membership questions. And so I have to send them a message. Hey, do, are you really wanting to join our group? Leaders should follow directions. I don't know why we don't do that, but anyway, <laughs> Steve, thanks man um, for Thank sharing you, your heart with me. I've, i I've got a new friend and I'm looking forward yeah. to praying for you, partnering with you, whatever Thank I you. can do uh, to help you out. I'm, I'm here for you. So I'm in the corner of the wild VBS team. sweet awesome (laughs) thank you so much yeah well thanks guys for listening to this episode of the kid ministry collective podcast Uh, again if you haven't subscribed yet do that if you can leave us a review even better Uh, and again if you're looking for community come check us out in the facebook group as well so god bless y'all thanks again and stay tuned for another episode of the kmc Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.